husband had been a teacher. He got laid off. I was a stay-at-home mom, and looking at our budget, there was no way to continue doing that without me supplementing our income somehow. I prayed a lot, and God just kind of revealed this to me. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Things. I'm your host, Cliff Duvenois. What do you do when the breadwinner in your family suddenly loses their job? What do you do when you are faced with such economic uncertainty? Well, that's not a hypothetical. That was a reality for today's guest. A stay-at-home mom, she decided to turn the family hobby into a thriving online business, proving it's not the circumstance that defines us, but rather how we respond to it. Please welcome to the show the founder of Be Lovely Botanicals, Jody Kilishevsky. Jody, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Cliff. I'm really glad that you invited me to be here. Tell us a little bit about where you're from and where you grew up. I currently live in Unionville. I grew up in Seabuing, like a half a mile away from where I currently live. My family has been there for generations. I, I just think it's a really great part of Michigan to live in the thumb. Now, tell us a little bit more about Be Lovely Botanicals. Be Lovely Botanicals is a family-owned honeybee business. We focus on natural skin care. We also sell raw and infused honey. We go to farmer's markets, craft shows. We're on Etsy, and I also have a website. What I'd like to do now is I would like to explore a little bit about how you got started with your business. So first off, tell us where you went to college. Uh, okay, sure. I have a degree in athletic training and I went to Lake Superior State University. Um, I met my husband up there. He actually has a degree in fisheries and wildlife, so we kind of hit it off. <laughs> what made you decide to pursue that degree? I played sports in high school. I was good at it. At one point, I had a mild knee injury and I went to see an athletic trainer and he gave me some exercises that fixed everything and that really intrigued me the way that the body could heal itself. You know, I didn't need to have shots. I didn't need to wear a brace. I just needed to do some exercises that helped the way my kneecap aligned and I was good to go. Because I know we're talking about, you know, the physical health. How did you get started in dealing with bee products? Our business has a kind of a very inauspicious beginning. In 2007, we had a wild storm of bees and it was living in a hollowed out tree trunk right near the ground. And there was another kind of a stump next to that. And this swarm was living there and we would go sit out on the stump and we would watch the bees. You know, they'd come in and they'd go and we would see they have little pollen baskets on their legs, which we didn't know what pollen baskets were at that time. But we could just see these little yellow balls on the back legs and we wondered what they were. So we started learning everything that we could about beekeeping. And then in the following spring in 2008, we got our first hives. So that was kind of how we got into beekeeping. And then um, my husband had been a teacher at the local high school. He got laid off and I was a stay-at-home mom. He found another job, but it was he had a huge pay cut. So we needed to do something else to make ends meet. And I had been learning about the benefits of honey and beeswax on your skin and the benefits of taking raw honey. So I had been playing around with making different products and we had the lotion and the soap and we had the honey. We decided we would start doing farmer's markets. So your husband had a job. He lost that. He went and he got another job with a pay cut. So finances are tight. Why not just go out and get a job? I had 
I had my first son in 2004, my second son in 2007, and then my third son 18 months later in 2009. So when all of this started happening, I had one baby and then shortly another one on the way. And it was really important for me to be able to stay home with the boys. That was just something that I felt called to do. And looking at our budget, there was no way to continue doing that without, you know, me supplementing our income somehow. And I was really fortunate. I prayed a lot. Then God just kind of revealed this to me. And it was a way that I could work flexible hours and bring in money, but not have the commitment of a full-time job. What did your husband say when you approached him and said, hey, I think I could make a go of this? <laughs> well, Josh has always been really supportive of anything that I want to do. He actually, the first time that I approached him and I was like, you know, what do you think we should call our business? He said, whatever you want, honey. I said, okay. <laughs> so the first little bit that we were in business, we called our business, whatever you want, honey. Um, and we focused mostly on honey products and the skincare was kind of a little bit more of a side item. And then through trial and error, we went more into the skincare realm of things. I want to point this out because this still cracks me up. You ordered your bees basically through the mail. Right. Yeah. Because I'm just imagining, you know, like a UPS driver or whatever it is showing up at your door having bees in the back of his van. Right. Yeah. They, well, the post office will call you usually when you get a package of bees and they'll open early for you to come and get them out of the post office. <laughs> they want you to pick them up ASAP. <laughs> right. Cause they don't want a swarm of bees uh, flying around their, their post office there. Tell us a little bit about just getting started. Cause you've said that you've done a lot of research around bees and the different products that they make. So tell us a little bit about, cause I know you said you wanted to focus more on skincare products. So tell us a little bit more about how you started walking down that road. Oh, it was, it was years of learning. There are so many different aspects of making skincare. We started out with the soap and the lotion. And soap is a little bit more straightforward. There's still a lot of chemistry in that to figure out, you know, you have to know exactly how much lye to use for the oil. And we did this, you know, way back when. Now there are a lot of calculators online where you can just plug your recipe in and it tells you how much you need to make. But I was, I was back then I was doing this work on a piece of paper, figuring everything out by hand. And then when we started going into skincare, there are a few things that were really important to our business. And one of them is that we make a quality product, that we use healthy ingredients, and that our products work. So it took a lot of research, a lot of learning on my part to understand what ingredients I should be using and then understanding how to put them together, you know, so that they stay they stay good, they don't counteract each other, the emulsion doesn't break, and learning what preservatives to use, different techniques to preserve natural products. And it was it was a process. I mean, people look at where you're at, you know, after years of investing and they think I could never do that. But if you go back in time and see where I was at 10 years ago, you can see it was a step-by-step process that took years to get where we're at. So when you say it took years, like how long do you think it got to a point where you said this product is ready to put on the market? If you go back in time, our products have improved. They've just gotten using better ingredients, using different ingredients. The first products that we use were that we made were relatively simple. 
and we've gotten more complex in the type of ingredients that we use. Like some of the products now that I use have peptides in them, which are little forms of amino acids, and they help the skin to do certain processes. When we first started, I didn't really know anything about that. So it's just a continuation from the very beginning of being really, really simple and and learning more and doing better as time goes on. Your products have been evolving. Exactly. Yeah. As you've been learning. Yes. And I imagine that there's probably a lot of feedback from customers as well. Sure. Yeah. And that's one of the best things about going to farmers markets or going to craft shows. You can have people try things and you can see their immediate reaction. It's not something that they thought about or canned or they're not, you know, like we had been talking about earlier, they're not trying to shield your feelings. You get to see the raw immediate first reaction. And that gives you a lot of input on, you know, the skin feel, the way that it smells, if if it's something that they like or they don't like. What was one of your biggest struggles in trying to come up with a product? Well, there there have been a lot of different struggles through the years. At one point, we use a natural preservative made from probiotics, and the manufacturer changed the preservative, which they didn't say that they did, but it, it ended up being cationic, which messed up our emulsion, <laughs> and we didn't realize that. So we went through a phase where we were really struggling to find out you know, what was going on. But we we figured it out and, you know, switched to a different preservative. And that's I, just kind of the name of the game, I guess. So there's a certain level of stuck to Oh, definitely. You definitely. know, that I'm here. What what allowed you to persevere just to keep going? I mean, you've you've you were just sharing with us that your manufacturer changed basically their recipe, which impacted your right product. So why, you know, what, what got you through that? I think there are a couple things that really help to get through it. One of them is that just by nature, I am extremely stubborn <laughs> about achieving <laughs> the things that I want to achieve. And another thing that really lifts your spirits, you know, I get emails and I get people that come and they when we go to craft shows, they tell me how they appreciate what we're doing. I had a customer email us and she said that her husband had been sick and he was in the hospital and he was dying. And while they were there, they took her moisturizer and they would put it on his face and it reminded him of home because he would sleep next to her every night and that smell reminded him of home. And those stories are really touching, you know, to see how you impact people's lives. That is absolutely beautiful. You were talking about for years that you're experimenting. Tell us about getting those first products onto the market. Because just because you make something doesn't mean that people are going to go out and buy it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's nothing that sells itself. That's a that's a lie. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. We started at farmer's markets. And like I said, we could see the immediate feedback and we could see what people liked. We could see what they didn't like. We could see the type of sense that they gravitated toward. And also another that really helped us was when you're out there and you're meeting people, they will ask you to make something to meet the need that they have. So if you listen to your customers, I mean, they'll tell you what they want. And when you first started out, when I was doing some research for this episode, you were you started off first at craft shows with baking products, right? Like breads and, yep. and things like that. And then you decided to switch over to skincare products. So talk to us about that transition. So when we first started with the farmer's market, like I said, we were whatever you want, honey. 
And we had everything that you could do with honey. We had like honey buns, we had honey granola, and it was really good. I mean, we used high quality ingredients. That's always been something that we think is important to use really good high quality ingredients. But the trouble with the baked goods is that if they didn't sell, people want fresh baked goods and they taste really good fresh, but they're not good when, you know, the market's on Saturday, you can't take the same batch of bread to the next market. So we were just struggling with, you know, how much should we make or, you know, what are we going to do with all these leftovers? And with our skincare that had a longer shelf life, that was kind of a easier decision for us. You stay up to bacon bread in the morning a couple times and get up at six in the morning and then you don't sell it. It's like, hmm, maybe this isn't the best way to go. When we come back from our quick break, I want to talk to Jody about their transition into the online world and being able to impact customers from around the United States. But we'll take a quick break and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Are you ready to grow your small business? You know, I've been using podcasting for years and it has worked like a dream to help me to grow my business. It is by far the most effective business growth tool that I have ever used. If you're interested in launching a podcast to grow your business, then just visit podcastingwithcliff.com and sign up for a session today. The coaching session is designed specifically for you to create a podcast specific to your unique needs in your business. You'll be able to launch your podcast with complete confidence using our easy peasy podcast launch system. Once again, visit podcastingwithcliff.com and register today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I am talking to Jody from Be Lovely Botanicals. Jody, before the break, you were sharing with us about how you transitioned from offering baked goods at craft shows and trade shows to now offering more of skincare products that have more of a shelf life. What I would like to do is start talking about how you decided that your product was now ready for you to take it online and try to sell it to a much bigger audience. So talk to us a little bit about that transition. For us, Etsy was a really easy way to dip our toe into the online world. It, I think at that time there was, I think it was pretty much just free and like maybe 20 cents to list something. And then they took a percentage if you actually sold something. So it was really low risk to start online. And I put my stuff up and it just kind of sat there. You know, it, it's like I said, nothing sells itself until one Christmas season. We have infused honey and we have four different flavors. And I had also bought these cardboard boxes to do like really nice little gift boxes. And one day I was just fooling around and I was like, huh, the four flavors fit just perfectly in this gift box. So I made up an infused honey gift box and put it on Etsy and it sold like gangbusters. We had to reorder jars like twice that year for Christmas. It was crazy. And that kind of opened our eyes to the opportunity of online. There's something to be said about being able to just quickly be able to list a product right. online or a combination of products. Because as you shared before, just because you make it doesn't mean you know your, your customer is going to buy it. But now when you offer this as a gift package, that's when sales really start to take off. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was it was crazy and totally unexpected and a real blessing for us because that kind of helped us to lean into online and learn more, you know, learn about building a website and 
online advertising and a lot of the things that helped us to get to where we are today. Now, one of the things that I noticed in doing my research for this episode is you've got thousands upon thousands upon thousands of four or five star reviews online. I mean, it just it 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 just absolutely blows me away. Talk to us a little bit about what's that like to maintain that level of customer satisfaction. For us, it's part of our core value. It's not really that hard. We treat our customers the same way that we would want to be treated as a customer. You know, if you have a problem with your order, you're not going to get a customer service person you're going to talk to me and you can send me whatever problems you're having and I do my best to resolve it. You know, we want our customers to be happy. Not every single customer that's ever come through our company is happy, but the majority of them really appreciate what we do. When you're talking about taking care of your customers and the satisfaction, it's not just from the fact that I've had a problem with my order, but it's also listening to them. Which you oh, alluded definitely, to before. definitely. Right. Right. And we we work to accommodate customers. I have food allergies, so I get there are certain sensitivities and people just can't handle things. We have customers that need things unscented and they'll send me an email and they'll be like, hey, Jody, do you offer this in unscented? And generally we don't, but I can definitely pull some out for you the next time we make it before we put the essential oils in, you know, and, and I'll get you your unscented stuff. I want to I want to make you a product that works really well and that you're happy to use. And of course, we don't want somebody to end up having a headache or being overwhelmed by any of the scent or anything. Has any customer put forth a like a special request that you have actually thought to yourself, you know what, this would actually be a great product for everybody? Sure. As I was speaking about the unscented, we've our face cream, it's our best seller by far. And it's scented with rosemary, litsia, and lavender essential oil. And almost everybody just loves the smell. That's one of the first things that they say when they try it is that they absolutely love the smell. But you know, there are some people that they just can't handle it. They can't handle any scent. So on our website, we started offering a regular moisturizer and we also offer an unscented moisturizer. You shared before that this is a family business. Yeah. yeah. And I know you said before you've got three boys. Mm -hmm. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about how everybody is chipping it? Because if I remember correctly, your husband is now working for the family right. business as well. Yep. So talk to us a little bit about what everybody's doing. So my oldest boy is 19. He does a lot of the production. He's really when you say good. production, what do you mean by that? So he'll he'll weigh out all the oils, like he can make the soap. With some of the products, emulsions are tricky and it's as much a science as an art. So like for the face cream and the hand cream, Jaden will get all the stuff ready and weighed out, but then usually Josh will mix it up because he just has an eye for exactly when it's set. If you know, if you don't mix it enough or if you go too far, you're in trouble and and he's kind of the master of that. So he does that part, but Jaden will go through and get everything ready. Of course they do a lot of the like cleaning and taking care of cleaning up after production. Um they the boys pretty much pack all of the orders and every order that comes through our business is going to get a handwritten note from one of us. And they also help with a lot of the beekeeping. What I'd like to do is I want to talk to you about some of your some of the more popular products that you have 
that are online and how they came about in the first place? I mean, was these something that it was you designed it because it kind of like scratched your own itch, so to speak, or were these more of customer suggestions? Talk to us a little bit about that. I would say it's probably about 50-50 between things that I feel like I would need and things that my customers suggested. Back when the boys were little, when you have little kids, you're washing your hands a lot. And my hands were so dry. They used to crack and bleed. Like sometimes I'd have trouble sleeping because they were just so itchy. And once I started using natural soap and our beeswax hand cream, it went away. Like I have not had trouble since then. So that was one of the problems that I personally experienced that I know a lot of people go through that I wanted to help with. With developing some of our skincare products, I kind of held off on that just because I know women are picky about what they put on their face and rightly so, you know, and I didn't want to, I was, I was almost like afraid to move into that realm, but I had this recipe and I, I'd had it for a while and I thought it was really good. So I packaged it up and I started selling it. And when you get that feedback and people are like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. You know, I need to get this. And then that kind of gives you a little bit more confidence to move forward. Tell us a little bit about your customer base. Is it just the U.S.? Are you shipping products internationally? How does that work? We ship quite regularly to everywhere in the U.S. Um, we do. I, I have worldwide shipping available on the website, and we ship to Canada. Sometimes not, you know, not obviously as much as the United States. And every once in a while, we'll get an order from like the UK or Germany through Etsy, those mostly the international orders like over in Europe come in through Etsy. So you're still using Etsy quite a lot. Right. Yep. Share with us a little bit about the direction of where you see your business going in the future. That's a complicated question. Um, you know, if you had asked me that a couple of years ago, I would have said, we want to go online. We want to reach everyone everywhere and we want to be online. But after COVID, I realized how much fun and, and connection that you get from going to craft shows. Not only do you get to connect with your customers in person, and, and they're like our friends. Like we have people, we go to the same place and they're like, oh my gosh, your boys are getting so big. I can't believe it. I remember when they were this tall and trying to, you know, get me to sample the lotion. But you also make friends with the other vendors there. And the other artists and and there's something about that connection because they understand the struggles that you go through working for your own business more than a lot of other people. So I don't I, I used to think that I wanted to phase out of doing the craft shows, but I don't think I really do want to phase out of doing them. There is something to be said about having that FaceTime. Right. With people, exactly. especially with your customers, like exactly. you said before about being able to see them and, and see the reaction of their face when, when you're trying out a new product or a new scent or unscented or anything along those lines. Right. Right. And that was one of the blessings of COVID. You know, I might not have realized that if we had just gradually kind of phased the craft shows out, but we were scheduled to go to New York like in a week and everything shut down. It was like we had this schedule lined up and then it was just gone. So it was a very abrupt stop and it really made you take notice of how much you missed it. For our audience out there, if they're curious about your products and they want to check them out, what's the best way for them to do that? I would say go to our website. It's belovelybotanicals.com and that's two E's like honeybee. And you can look at down in the footer, there are some pages about 
what we are and who we are. And you can see some pictures of, you know, some of the beekeeping. Also, our social media channels or Facebook and our Instagram have a lot of pictures of kind of what we do as a family, as well as some of our products. And for our audience, you can visit TotalMichigan.com, click on Jody's interview, and see all the show notes and the links for this episode. Jody, it's been great having you on the show today. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you. I'm really, I I appreciate the invitation, and I think um, what you're doing with the show is amazing. And if you're interested in having these inspiring stories sent directly to your inbox, then just visit us at TotalMichigan.com. Give us your email and every week we'll put a bit of inspiration in your day. Once again, that's TotalMichigan.com and we'll catch you in the next episode.